0: Hello, and welcome back to the Upper Bowl GM Podcast. As always, it is your host, Nick Zeraris. In today's show, really good conversation with one of the better followers, you better follows on Canucks Twitter, Clarissa Quinn's Edgework, as you might know her by her at. Really good conversation about what it's like being a fan of one of the meme- most memeable teams in the entire NHL. It was a really good conversation. We broached a wide range of topics. But before we get to today's episode, a couple things. Number one, I hope you guys take the time. If you haven't already, go listen to the episodes from Thursday and Wednesday with Hunter Hodes on Tuesday about the Penguins and yesterday Ava Tarrant about the Winnipeg Jets. Really good conversations. I I try to have a wide range of guests to give a different different type of perspective on their teams. I like to have fans who are both deeply analytical and who are just passionate and have ideas and thoughts they want to share because the fan the fan is too often overlooked in the conversation about the direction of their favorite teams. That's all I want to say about that. Now, housekeeping. Please Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, all of the major podcasting platforms, this show can be found there. If you are using Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you do have an added responsibility. Apple Podcasts, go to the show's page. Once you've hit subscribe, you'll scroll past a handful of episodes, and then it's going to say view more episodes, and then underneath that is going to be five clear purple stars. You want to hit the one furthest to the right, that's a five-star review. Underneath that is a button with purple letters that says write a review. Please leave a few words, support your content creators. Spotify, you got to listen to a few episodes before you can leave a review, but either way, please give your content creators feedback. That stuff helps us out a ton. So, today's show about the Vancouver Canucks, one of the more compelling teams in the NHL because they are always at a they are always a focal point of media coverage because the canadian hockey media is so uh, excuse me because hockey media is so canadian centric and i don't mean the montreal canadians i mean the seven teams in the country of canada they are always going to get a little bit more juice than some of the other teams, and they they had some turmoil. Their coach and general manager both got fired in December. They brought in Bruce Boudreaux. They're 18, 8, and 4 since they hired Boudreaux. I saw them play on Monday night against the Devils. They got walked on the second half of a back-to-back after they thoroughly outplayed the Rangers on Sunday night. So, this is a Vancouver team that's got a lot of Middle-aged guys, and middle-aged in the NHL is 26-27. They've got a lot of those guys who they're going to need to decide what they're going to do with going forward long-term. You've heard the names of J.T. Miller, Brock Besser, Connor Garland out there on the trade rumor market. You have heard maybe they want to kind of take a step back get some assets back and build around the younger group of guys, being Quinn Hughes, Elias Pettersson, Vasily Podkolzin. that group of guys who are a little bit on the younger side as opposed to those older guys who are going to be a little bit more expensive. But there's still 25 games to go. They're only five points back of a playoff spot. It's not impossible. So with that as your little bit of a primer, a little bit of an appetizer so you get an idea of where the Canucks are at, I will see you guys on the other side of the drop with carissa and we are going to talk about elias patterson's vancouver canucks and with that i am very happy to welcome back to the show One of the funnier, more chaotic Twitter follows there exists on the hockey portion of the internet. How are we doing, Clarissa?
1: I'm good. How are you, Nick? I'm
0: I'm excited. We're getting to the fun part of the hockey calendar where everybody starts to pay attention again because the trade deadline just turns everybody into a gossip monger, so everybody gets to pretend Elliot Friedman is Gossip Girl for the next three weeks. (laughs) Oh,
1: God. Yeah. Um, Ugh. (laughs) I was just telling you um off air that I felt like I didn't really know what was going on and I realize now it's mainly because I always just like turn a blind eye to every single trade rumor that I hear or well not hear but like read everything that I see that is in relation to any trade rumor not just with the Canucks but like everyone else I look away I pretend to not see it because they stress me out. <laughs> So I choose to not engage with it, but I know a lot of people go insane. Stress
0: you out in what way?
1: In like uh in the sense of these trades probably happened in a different universe and I don't want that to happen in mine.
0: <laughs> that that's an interesting way to look at it. I might have to steal that. That's a good idea. That, <laughs> go ahead. That's actually That's actually pretty good.
1: I mean, they all happen somewhere, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a good way to think about it. Infinite number of parallel universes somewhere. Brock Besser is a devil right now because I saw that a couple weeks ago.
1: Don't say it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no. Brock wouldn't look good in red. That wouldn't work. Yeah. He needs to be in darker colors. I agree. (laughs) Okay, so let's start with last season, because it's really hard to tell the story of where a team is without talking about last year, especially with a team like the Canucks that had the year from hell last year, where pretty much everybody had a really bad bout with COVID. They shut the team down for an extended period of time. They made them play makeup games against the Flames after the playoffs already started, which still sounds crazy when you think about it in hindsight. But (laughs) as the season ended last year what was your general sense of the energy around the team whether it be the players themselves or amongst the fan base what was the energy like around the canucks at the end of last season
1: i feel like it was literally just um that was the lowest point we will ever be in and we will only go up from here so at that point we obviously didn't know that all of what happened this season would happen but um I definitely had a sense that I honestly I don't know if I I had the sense that like any sort of change would happen I just knew that none of them would have another terrible season like that again none of them want another season like that again um therefore it won't happen again and everyone will just move on and hopefully forget about it for the rest of their lives because wow that was bad huh like I okay in I was re-listening to our last episode because we were talking about um, just very slightly about like the past season which again I didn't want to talk about (laughs) because it was so bad and I was already saying that it felt like a year ago that season happened like it didn't feel like it just ended and I'm thinking now about a year later I still feel like that season happened like a year ago and it wasn't just... Oh, sorry, like longer ago. It felt so much longer ago. And like, it didn't feel like it happened very, very recently. Um, And it probably has a lot to do with everything that has changed, obviously. So um, (laughs) How do, how do you think
0: the the desperate nature i would say of the front office and the coaching staff impacted the decisions they made because they brought in oel they brought in connor garland they were very aggressive in realizing that if we don't turn this around we're all probably going to get fired which is what did end up happening even though they brought in better players so what would what do you think that does to the team itself the constant we have to get better or everybody's going to get fired what do you think that does to a team over time
1: yeah and it was it's weird because um we lost like a lot of the players that i thought were very important to the locker room specifically so i know like edler was gone um just like zach mccun obviously yeah yeah, we lost at the waivers which just made me just so sad um they're just specific players that i felt like were not necessarily like the best players on the team but um really kept them together and that's why at that we didn't talk about this in our last episode but pd and quinn weren't signed yet at that time and we didn't know that they would hold out (laughs) for another month and stress everybody out on the next twitter um but when that happened i was like oh there's something wrong in there like something that we don't know and like none of the journalists know like there's something going on in that locker room that absolutely nobody knows about except for the players again um i have no knowledge of that and nobody ended up having any knowledge of that um pd and quinn like re-signed like everything daisies and rainbows and like everything's fine but um at that time like around like september october i was like um i don't know if they're okay in there (laughs) Like, I don't know if um, these guys maybe need some therapy after, like, such a shitty season and losing, like, their best friends and stuff like that.
0: Oh, yeah, and I mean, Pedersen didn't play like the last 40 games, 30 games last year. He sat out basically the last three months, so no one really had seen him in a while. He hadn't played hockey in general in a while, so definitely a little bit nerve-wracking there because there's no one ever will actually offershoot somebody of that caliber because the NHL GMs are cowards, but (laughs)
1: the,
0: the lingering fear of that had to have been there a tiny bit.
1: Yeah, absolutely
0: so do you think the moves they made in the offseason made sense in theory the bringing in connor garland bringing in oel like do you understand what they were trying to do in adding those guys
1: yeah um i don't uh, it's it's me it's it's us i mean this is literally your the name of your podcast like it's just us being like fake dms and like thinking that we know exactly what we probably should happen um in my opinion i think they did i mean i I believe in like the butterfly effect so i mean everything that they did led up to this and we're having like a very mediocre but better season so i think they obviously did the right thing eventually it's just that they did a lot of these things way too late and this is where um a jim benning bro guy on twitter with a bunch of numbers in his username would be like uh actually it's all his fault and it's not it's not uh, it's just i i can't even act like them that's how, that's how crazy they are
0: so the first half of the season up till december it really got dark there for a while there were a lot of canuck fans who i assumed were already jaded and broken and then they went on like that 13 game losing streak early in the season that got everybody fired and i kind of just assumed all right the season's over like Boudreaux will come in he'll do an okay job but what was that like to go from the season from hell into the the team is healthy but nobody is playing well how difficult was that for you
1: yeah it's uh it was just like another like um oh we're back here again <laughs> like okay. we're just doing this all over again and it's exactly like what you said a lot of Canucks fans are super jaded and just like not even used to it. They're just like, oh, it's yep, it's happening again and I just need to take it in again and uh but um yeah it really felt like more people were checking out this time, which is interesting because obviously <laughs> when the the thing that led to the firings was a literal fan throwing a jersey on the ice. Um so uh yeah it it, it definitely felt like more Canucks fans were at their limit this time which is interesting because they've been they've been at this for like what like so long so long i know people that have been here for so long and it's interesting that it came to like this point of mediocrity (laughs) to finally just be like okay i'm not watching anymore and that's interesting to me i don't know
0: it's, it's the Canucks are fascinating to me because their owner tries so hard to be like everybody's friends. Like he tries to be very friendly. He tries to be positive, Mr. Upbeat. And it took literally someone snapping, like someone reaching their breaking point for them to change the direction of the team. Like you would think after two years, the two se- the two seasons after making the playoff run in the bubble, he would realize, well, they're kind of mad now. Maybe I should kind of change my tone or we should change things up at some point here.
1: No, no. He has to continue tweeting bot answers <laughs> after every goal uh, for no reason. Which, by the way, I personally, like, before I thought it was weird, but I find them really funny now, so it's it's okay. I, I hope he continues those because um, they make <laughs> the games a little more funnier.
0: Uh, uh oh and they give mr booth amazing content because he gets me every now and then he gets me with the aliquini memes at the the aliquini photoshops every now and then where i'm like wow he's really being nice about this oh uh, <laughs> no it's it, it's mr Booth, yeah
1: yep, yep. well we've got booth <laughs>
0: How excited were you for a change in direction of everything for a new general manager, new coach, and they've made some additions to that front office. They've hired a few people from non-traditional hockey backgrounds a little bit. How exciting is that for you to have different energy around the team, even if the results aren't necessarily there yet?
1: So exciting. Um, obviously, two women in the like upper office is insane uh like i couldn't even like i I saw the news and i was like uh is this real and i like actually had to like click in and um give props to jim rutherford because i was like oh okay he's like actually wanting to um commit to this like work culture change that he was talking about um and obviously well with bringing bruce um bedro in uh i just want to say like i was at the first game he played or was yeah coaching um it was against the kings and obviously they won um i didn't know obviously at that point i didn't know that um bruce was gonna come in um i went there specifically because i knew there would be an edler tribute (laughs) (laughs) and i was like i need to see my old swedish man um but it turned out to be even better, because Bruce came in, and we won, and I also got to get my, um, Adler tribute, so I, it was a very good game, so, um, I was able to experience, like, Bruce's first game, like, basically, like, the turn of this whole team, which is insane to think about, because I didn't go <laughs> for that reason, um, but yeah, it's, uh, I was, I still am, like, in a lot of disbelief, um, but I feel like Yeah, back in November when everything was still shifting, uh, I was very hesitant to know what they were trying to do, and it seems like they're on the right road, Um, but yeah, as you said, we don't really know what's going to happen yet, but I mean with trade deadline, we'll see, (laughs) we'll see.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're 18-8-4 eight under Boudreaux. That's nothing to sneeze at, considering there, a lot of teams in December that far out of it, they would have just punted on the rest of the season. They would have given more playing time to younger guys, just kind of phoned it in, but they've slowly but surely played their way back into the mix. I mean, they are only five points back of a playoff spot with 27 games to go. I mean, that math isn't impossible, and I know I sound like I'm doing a read for Sportsnet to get you to watch <clears> the game tonight, but that's kind of crazy to think about, considering they went on that, like, four, 14 game losing streak in the first two months of the season it helps when Boudreaux came in they went on like a nine game winning streak and there was the running meme of they're never going to lose again yep,
1: yep, yep. <laughs> and i i fully believed in that I played on that for so long because um like i don't know it's it's just so funny and like again it's it's with the that stupid universe thing that i mentioned like dude in another universe we actually did go off the and that's stupid to think about but like it's true and um it's weird that that happened in ours but um apparently it's possible it's hockey anything can happen and um i have no idea where we're gonna go from here uh yeah you mentioned how the pacific is like really weird and i every time i look at the pacific divisions um i i'm just like I, I get confused I, I don't even I don't even check it anymore because I'm like it changes every time
0: What have been the differences that you've noticed between Boudreaux and Travis Green in terms of just personality the way they talk to the public, the way they are with the media what what's different about the two of them?
1: It's sad because I personally I, I mean actually a lot of people said this but um they they really like Travis Green and he's a very nice man yeah. and he did what he could do with what he had. And that's literally, like, the minimum that everyone expected him of, and he did literally that. So um, I don't like the people that badmouth him because he literally, like, tried his best. (laughs) Um, And... uh, But obviously, like, you can tell there's, like, a personality difference between both. Uh, Bruce Bajero is, like, really funny. He's literally like that. Old man, I, I tweeted about this. This is literally like my first tweet because it was like my first impression of him. Because I didn't personally know much about him, and when all those videos of him as the coach with the capitals like came out and like him with the ice cream, like what <laughs> was that? Um, when I started to learn like what this man was all about, I was like, oh, he's like that uncle that is trying to give you candy, even though your mom said, like, not to have any more candy. He's, like, the guy that, like, sneaks it behind his back, and he's, like, don't tell your mom. And he's just, like, he knows what people want, and he's he gives it. And yeah, I feel like, um, Travis Green, again, he was stuck in the middle of, like, terrible seasons, terrible rosters, um, so he didn't have much to joke about. (laughs) But, um, yeah, Bruce's uh, Bruce came in at a time where he was able to joke around, and it's. Uh, I feel like whenever there is a new face, um, it's easier to be like a little more accepted. So I don't know. He had like a really good welcome um, online, and just it 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 had to happen, and it worked out. Um, but I do enjoy both of them, uh, and I hope Travis Green gets another job in the NHL because. Um, I swear I just saw someone take a picture with him like <laughs> along the seawall. So he's like yeah, still
0: I I saw that on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, he's still too. in Vancouver. So I guess I don't know. I hope he finds his way back. But um, yeah, very nice. Both very nice guys. <laughs> They're doing their best.
0: There's something to that though, because every now and then you do need that change when you have the same thing every single day at work. Uh, Having a different voice resonates differently with you, and those guys went through a pretty traumatic season last year, and a pretty difficult start to this season, so a different voice, a different attitude, a way of approaching things freshly has made a difference. Granted, it helps that Thatcher Demko is playing very, very well and goaltending can fix a lot of problems, but messaging-wise, yeah, Bruce is a very positive, upbeat, and funny guy. I mean, he does the cameos from the grandpa angle, which are very funny. So funny! funny.
1: Uh, uh,
0: yeah. he's, he's always been, what, he's been as advertised in Vancouver. His teams have always created a lot of offense. They've traded defense for offense. They play a grindy-out style, but it's working for them right now. They're competitive. I mean, I saw them beat the piss out of the Devils on Monday night. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and then they beat the Rangers on Sunday too. They had a good they had a good 48 hours. They had a really good 48. Yeah, hours.
1: don't talk about what happened after that. <laughs> yeah.
0: The Devils game the Devils game was fascinating to me because I'm watching I'm watching poor Yarrow Halak who's like 39 years old try and make saves and it's just a 2 on 1 every single time down the ice. Like oh, I get wait, it
1: wait, like yeah I'm just going back. Wait, you said Devils but you meant Flames, I think, right? yes 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 yeah, yes, 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 yeah. Yes, 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 <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, and then on Monday when I was at the Devil's Canucks game, just every single time down the ice, oh, here comes Jack Hughes, and it's a two-on-one against Port Quinn Hughes. Like, I get it. I I want to know what the painting they, they had the bet over for. I really want to know what the they painting is. They need to
1: update. Okay, they can't just, like, say that in an interview yeah. and not show us what it is. I, yeah, it has. they have to show it eventually.
0: I need to know what the Hughes brothers' interpretation of good art is. Like, what did they see in a gallery that was like, I need that on my wall?
1: god i have no idea but <laughs> that's the thing you, it, 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 it could be anything it could <laughs> literally
0: be anything it helps I, I mean i think it's very fitting that quinn hughes ended up on the canucks it, it's very fitting he fits yeah. the general demeanor he always looks in a perpetual state of fear and that's where the canucks fans have been at large for yeah. the better part of the last 10 years
1: yes it's just perfect he he should i think he should replace spin as our mascot <laughs>
0: He basically is online at exactly. least. Like even people who don't really watch hockey or the Canucks are like I see that guy's face a lot. You retweeted a lot. Yeah, he's a meme. <laughs> so, thinking about the team right now, what would you say they still need? Is it a specific type of player? Is it the guys they have to play a little bit better, the younger guys to get more opportunities? What jumps out at you as being a room for improvement area for them?
1: Yeah. Um, hmm. uh, I see a lot of people talking about how our defense can can get some work. Um, so I'm hoping and I'm assuming that's what they're going to be targeting for a trade deadline. But um, again, I don't know <laughs> what they're actually going to do. Um, uh so the one thing that's like on my mind that has been pissing me off is um that all that Hoaglander stuff that's happening right yeah. now which is basically just in the sense of like how he isn't clicking with Boudreaux, which is weird because he clicked a lot under Travis Green um did he was probably like the best player um last season which is so weird um but now he's like kind of struggling and now everyone's doing trade rumors about him because he's not performing, but he's obviously a, a still a very good player. And yeah, I literally have no idea where to go about that because yeah, I feel like that's a that's an issue that a lot of Connect's Twitter has been talking about, just the way that um our rookies are being played. Like they always talk about how um him and like put in. Uh so I don't know where to go from there, but um I mean they're still young like they they'll have their time eventually I don't know why people are like play them now like they're young they're young and they'll get there um but yeah I don't know
0: how does it feel to have a team that's kind of in a state of flux where they don't really know what they are right now
1: that's literally me like that's my brain (laughs) that's why I keep (laughs) saying like that's why I keep being like "Mm, I don't know That's literally them. (laughs) We're all the same. We all just don't know where we're going. And um, it's like what we mentioned earlier, we have the pieces, um, but we don't know what we're doing with them yet. And and we're also still kind of missing pieces. So I mean, I guess that's technically every team. Like (laughs) everyone has like holes, but yeah.
0: How have your feelings about the team changed during the course of the season? From that early season struggle to Bruce coming in with the really big juice of run of adrenaline there to where they are now. How's that journey been?
1: It's like a roller coaster. <laughs> it's always like a roll this whole every season I feel is like a, like a freaking roller coaster here. But like the tracks are different depending on the season. So for this season, um it started on a hill so like we were already like going down 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 um then bruce came so we we went straight back up um but like when bruce like i think at this point now we're just like on a flat hill like it's not going up it's not going down we're just like flat and everyone's like i mean this is fine but i'd prefer to get excited again um and it's not like that excitement's gone but it's kind of just like we don't know where we're going, so not that we have nothing to look forward to, and um, I have no idea how <laughs> I symbolically like made that picture in my head. But yeah, imagine like you're on a roller coaster, you can't see like it's foggy, <laughs> foggy. Um, so you're on a roller coaster, so you know something's gonna happen, and you're excited about it, but you can't see anything ahead of you. So you're kind of just like. Um, should I start screaming yet? Not yet. <laughs> okay, not yet. Oh, now. Okay, not yet. Stuff <laughs> like that. I don't know. That's my. Okay. That's how I see it.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. There is conjecture out there about several guys on the Canucks. I mean, when I was half paying attention earlier to listening to TSN, Soravelli was on there saying that the devil, that the Canucks are probably in the order of most likely to be traded was Besser, Garland, JT Miller, based on what he's heard. And just what do you? How does that feel to constantly have your team be, well, we can't afford to keep these good players, so they have to go somewhere else. What does that do to your psyche that there's kind of a revolving door of good players going out of the team?
1: Okay, I told you already, but I stopped paying attention. I did hear about that though. And I I mentioned this last time, but I basically was like, if um, I personally... Okay, I mentioned this last time because I didn't really care much for the Canucks. So I was okay with players going to other teams because they want to win. And I feel the same now, honestly, even though I care more for the Canucks today. Um, I want JT Miller to win. Um, I want Brock Besser to win. I want Connor Garland to win. I don't know if they'll win with the Canucks. And it's like so harsh to say, and I know, like, I want them to win with us, but I don't know if that'll happen. And sometimes um, that's just not how it is. I mean, like, literally JT Miller was traded away and then the Lightning won, right? Like, that's literally yeah. how that happened. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, like, exactly what I feel like um, might just have to happen to a player because otherwise, yeah, it'll just be the same again.
0: Why do you hate the Calgary Flames? Because okay. they're, stealing, they're stealing your guys, right?
1: My guys, dude! Oh. Okay. I don't know who their social media manager is. Except I kind of do. Except I don't know because sometimes, like, I mean, obviously, like, accounts are run by, like, multiple people. I don't know who has been fighting me <laughs> over in Calgary, but I'm very close to buying a ticket on Flair and just flying over there and beating someone up because they're being very mean to me um and they also they're only being mean to me because they know that Canucks fans can give them that engagement yes so just letting everyone know that's listening to this don't give them your engagement even if they piss you off screenshot their tweet and just tweet about them don't quote retweet don't comment don't give them shit (laughs) this is what I i've I
0: <laughs> yeah this is what i've had to explain to all of my friends about the right-wing people who tweet outrageous shit all day it's purely for engagement they don't actually think this is real they're yeah, just breaking and, the algorithm yeah, the more you and, the more you dunk on them the more they win
1: exactly um yeah the more you like comment the more it'll show up on other people's profiles and that'll make them comment don't do it <laughs> but yeah which, one, hurt,
0: oh, which yeah. one hurts more which one hurts more Markstrom, Toffoli, which one stings more?
1: It's so weird because I'm okay. So I started watching during the playoffs. Like I started, like I grew up watching the Canucks, but I started watching um, in the 2020 playoffs. And so I wasn't super connect, like, like connected to the team yet. But I obviously knew Markstrom was insane and I knew that Toffoli was insane. So, the, but sorry i was just giving that context because i had the sense that toffoli was like there for a while and i still have that in my brain but he literally was barely a canuck and i saw so many tweets about people being like he wasn't barely a canuck like why does everyone care about he was a canuck like like technically he was and i know that it was only for a short time but um that one stung and it was mainly because the media really blew it up because Jim Benning said something stupid again. And, yeah, it had a lot to do with that. But, honestly, like, I don't know. I I mean, Markstrom's probably, like, the right answer. Like, he did a lot for this team <laughs> during very rough times. Um, and he obviously, he was such a good dude. He still is a yeah. good dude. My god. Like, good for him, honestly. Everything he's doing in Calgary, I'm very, very happy to retweet. Um, except I barely see it now because I blocked back. <laughs> But um, when I do see it from other accounts, I will retweet it because I care a lot about them, even though they're on different teams. And um, yeah, just back to your question, your first question. I don't hate the Flames. I actually genuinely like I I enjoy them and I don't really know where they're going to go in the season. But they're obviously doing very well. And I'm like not mad at like jumping on that bandwagon, except they're mean to me. So they're like... In the back of my head i love their players i don't like them <laughs> i hope that makes sense
0: <laughs> it does it does i think it's very funny tyler toffoli wrote that i was born to be a montreal canadian piece for <laughs> I the players got <laughs> that that kind of shit only happens in hockey you can't what? make this up oh my god thinking about where they're at now you said before you don't really know where they're going what would you consider A good rest of the season for them in terms of just direction for the team. Obviously, actually, that no, making the playoffs might be a bad thing for them because that is a bad thing for some teams sometimes. I mean, it was bad for the Canucks last time they made the playoffs and they made that deep run because they went out and were like, oh, we're very close to being a cup contender and spent a bunch of money on Tyler Myers and Jason Dickinson and a bunch of other guys who were kind of a little bit overpaid. So, what would you say would be a successful rest of the season for them?
1: Hmm see i mean i guess it would have to be something happening during trade deadline to acquire picks and i'm sounding like a dude (laughs) stats dude because i don't actually know what i'm talking about but i know that we do need more prospects um in our system and i'm unsure whether i mean well yeah i'm sure that that will help us in the future and in that sense um We don't necessarily have to get to the playoffs this season and i think a lot of people already know that we probably won't um but with the way that the season's going we're so like back and forth like oh we could but like we probably won't but we could uh so maybe mm, i think they're hoping not to though we'll see sorry you don't hear that right now but my dog is literally like throwing up outside (laughs) He's fine. He should be fine. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> no worries.
0: In terms of the trade deadline, do you have a preference of that group of guys I mentioned before? In terms of who who would suck to lose the most?
1: Uh, um. Honestly, um, I I don't like people saying ah uh, uh, Okay, sorry. I'm like frustrated because I understand that all the dudes want JT Miller out because he's like the, our best player and we can get something really good because he's so good. But I'm not a dude. <laughs> I am like, why would we trade our best guy if he's the best player on the team? Um, but yeah, I know there's like all that aspect about how he's getting older. Um, this is like just the prime time to train him. Da, 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 I get it. I think that'll hurt me <laughs> pretty pretty bad. And I know a lot of people are very attached to Brock, so um that would hurt a majority of Canuck's Twitter. <laughs> that
0: would hurt a lot of people, to be honest. Yeah. It depends Not where he ends just up.
1: Twitter. Yeah, just like just fans, just hockey fans. Yeah. That would hurt. Um <laughs> Yeah.
0: Like they, they moved Pierre Luc Dubois from Columbus to Winnipeg and everybody's like,
1: Fuck <laughs> No, literally, yeah, actually. Um which, by the way, I'm, I really want a one-for-one trade like that to happen this season again. That would be sick. I feel like I didn't really, like, make fun of that when that happened, and I really want another one to happen.
0: So, do you, you said before that they kind of need to restock the prospect pool. So, do you think that means they're probably a, more than one year away from being ready to be a serious playoff team?
1: Uh... <laughs> uh... Can that be well, my answer,
0: me saying? Yeah, oh. <laughs> I mean it's a difficult question. I mean there's a re- there's a reason it's. I, I always make fun of NHL general managers for not being creative or thinking uh, like outside the box or asking anybody else for their opinion. But it is a hard job to kind of evaluate the long term versus the short term, which is something that they're really having to do right now because um Besser's a restricted free agent after this season jt miller is an unrestricted free agent after next year horvat is an unrestricted free agent after next year and you don't have to say- weigh all of that
1: okay i'm glad he didn't say one name because i don't want to talk about it so what tyler
0: mott no! <laughs> i have his name down here in my list but a- he- yeah i'm sorry <laughs> it's
1: okay
0: <laughs> I- I, I do my research. I know who's I know. In, who's uh, coming I, up. I, I, I opened up Cap Friendly. <laughs> I, I opened up Cap. You f- wouldn't. <laughs> so, you, uh, is a good answer because there's no real way to know until we get to the trade deadline. Because if they just say, no, we're going to stand pat, we're going to see what we could do the rest of this year, and we'll reassess at the draft. That would tell you, okay, they think they're pretty close, but if they trade JT Miller for prospects and draft picks back, then that says, okay, we probably need a year or two. So you're definitely right. It's hard to tell without seeing what they do in a couple of weeks at the deadline.
1: Yeah, but it's kind of exactly what you said. I'm pretty sure they're going to do the latter where um, they don't think they're that. I mean, the um, <laughs> Jim Rutherford, I'm pretty sure he said this or someone else did that they know that they're not ready yet. Yeah. Um so the fact that they can say that out loud and acknowledge that is very important. And um yeah, it's 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 good that they're aware and that they're at least like working towards that. So
0: what would you say are the core pieces of the team? Like two, three years from now, who do you think are still the building blocks that currently are on the team right now? What's the foundation going forward for the Canucks?
1: Yeah, I think the names that usually I usually hear, and I pretty much agree with, are Demco, Hughes, and Petey, um, uh. which hurts because that means everyone else is just like, I mean, they can go anywhere else. Um, I hear people sometimes say Horvat, and I'm uh. on the fence with that because I'm like, yeah, I mean, he's literally our captain. I've, uh. I'm the worst person to ask about this because I'm kind of just like, I want everybody to stay. I'm literally, I wanted to mention this. Um, Oh my god, what's this? Wait, wait. Um, Freaking, so the Canucks had their top dog race about Mm. a week ago or so. Um, And Tucker Pullman has the cutest dog. I want everybody to go on Instagram and search up Pippa, the mini dogs. He has the cutest dog and I want him to stay with the Canucks just, just because of his dog. And I know that will piss so many people off if they don't give a shit about dogs, but I care about his dog a lot. And I don't, I mean, I also care about how big his contract is, but I care about his dog way more. (laughs) So basically my answer is you probably shouldn't ask me, (laughs) but (laughs) yeah.
0: That was pretty funny content that came out of that. The thing they asked Brock Besser about his dog, like (laughs) being the dumbest dog, but still winning the race.
1: Like, please. (laughs)
0: Uh, and that, the all-time professor is, is there a male version of bimbo? One, one of the female version of bimbo. One of the funniest things that's ever been asked on the internet.
1: Oh God. Just, uh. just, uh, just exactly. So stuff like that. It's, it, it comes to me being, it comes to us being like content creators online, like losing those specific, players means losing content <laughs> yes and as stupid as that sounds it's true like you can't like you can still like interact with that content when they're on a different team but it's more painful <laughs> to yes. use those memes um in different contexts anyways yeah
0: <laughs> yeah no that was me yesterday with the blues tweeting all of the butchnavich walking around new york stuff it's what? like would you stop rubbing it in would you stop rubbing it in <laughs> Like, my team spent that guy's money to get Ryan Reeves, Barkley Goudreau, and Patrick Nemeth, and we could have just had that guy. Like, come on, man. Like, yes, Ryan Reeves is entertaining. He's funny. He's not good at hockey, though. Like, he's a nice guy. He's funny. He does... He's the only person on the team who actually likes talking to the media and gives more than one-sentence answers. He's not
1: good at hockey.
0: <laughs> it, it's a difficult line. It's a very difficult line to walk as a content creator.
1: It is. And... You know what? Wait, I wanted to go back and ask you what you think about a JT Miller trade to New York Rangers. Okay, also.
0: okay. So this is complicated because
1: I I know
0: some things. I I've talked to him more oh, than oh, one. Oh. <laughs> I, I've got a little bit of tea. You got sources. <laughs> i know more than one rangers fan who's interacted with him both randomly like they bumped into him and at paid events and he's just a miserable person like that's the impression i've gotten from him from everybody who's ever interacted with him he doesn't really talk much he's kind of grouchy he's grumpy he's not a people person
1: but he's a girl dad which makes it so funny you know
0: (laughs) yes oh there was i vividly remember I think the first year he was in tampa was when he had his first kid and the lightning tweeting a video of the baby crying sitting at the table and him just putting his head into the the dining room table like he was like 21 years old and he procreated like you might want to relax a little bit my dude like i get it you've got financial stability so you kind of want to get the ball rolling but you're still kind of figuring out who you are as a person you probably shouldn't be procreating already
1: (laughs) anyways but yeah uh, from from
0: everything i have heard he's kind of a miserable person and the rangers for as flawed a team as they are there's at least good energy around the team they got rid of brendan lemieux they got rid of tony d'angelo there's not really any assholes on the team so there's kind of a nice vibe going on where everybody likes each other and it's a younger team you think about loft keandre miller fox lingren some of the even the younger guys who are still in the lineup like Kako you got to figure it's a very delicate act when you finally got rid of the toxic sludge in your locker room and then you risk bringing somebody in who might not click with those guys and if they bring JT Miller in that means they have to get rid of Ryan Strom in the offseason because they're not going to be able to afford to keep both so there's a world in which it would make sense but I think that would only work if the Rangers were better this year like if the Rangers were like Toronto good, Florida good, Carolina good? Yes, I would say to do it and then say you you lose Strom in the summer, fine. But I think even with JT Miller, the Rangers' best case is probably winning one playoff round. So I don't know if it makes a ton of sense. But the one who interests me, I would like Connor Garland. He fits more what they need, and he's been good for the Canucks. He's somebody who I've watched a decent amount of the Canucks, and in the first half of the season, he was basically the only player who was playing well.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was. And um, it has a lot to do with his spinny spins and <laughs> his his tiny nature and um, him just getting in everybody's grill. Um, and that is always, like, one of the more fun types of players to watch. Yeah. Um, like, he isn't exactly this player, but, like, any player that plays, like, Alex Burrows is, like, good in my books. Like, always. Like, they're always, like, just someone that I always will, like, try to find on the ice and i mean it's easy to find him because he's small (laughs) so yeah just like King, energy and all that like good stuff he obviously is um a good player so i don't i honestly didn't really hear many trade rumors about him i know that he's like obviously everyone on the team is like available but i didn't really hear many about this
0: that's more conjecture than anything, because th- that's all this is this time of year. Most of the time, this is just people floating things out there to get engagement, because there's nothing actually to report. It's so
1: annoying! Like, I keep believing, like, I don't believe them, because they're rumors, but don't put them out if they're not true! They piss me off! Anyways, nothing.
0: <laughs> XOXO, Gossip Girl, you know. <laughs> XOXO. Any-
1: Elliot friedman <laughs> exactly that's what this
0: is at this point because know. nobody knows anything and the biggest thing i always tell people this time of year is if something is out there there's a reason it's out there you got to think about one who's reporting it and two who it benefits like the the stuff sarah value is reporting in december and january about the rangers really being hot on the trail for jt miller that was to drive up the price so another team would make a better offer than what might have been out there from the rangers for jt miller that that it doesn't mean that the that came from the Rangers side that came from the canuck side that the rangers were hot on his trail that that's the kind of thing you got to keep in mind who's reporting it because like if it's darren Dreger, that means it's coming directly from the leafs if it's frank Saravelli, it's coming from a player agent if it's drager it might be coming from mitch marner's dad it depends it's, <laughs> it, it, uh, it, 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 everybody loves to gossip. As much as the stereotypical male likes to shit on gossip, it, that's all sports media is, is just gossip.
1: That's all it's going to be for this whole month, so, I mean, yeah. yeah, pretty much.
0: Thinking about going forward, what do you want the Canucks to be? Do you want them to be the consistent playoff team that kinda has the one chance to break through. Would you rather than take a more long-term multi-year build approach and then really load up for a prolonged period of time? As a fan, what would you what would you prefer?
1: Yeah, um, okay, I said this before and I will always say this, but I seem to have a better time watching when they're struggling because <laughs> this means I have more memes to tweet. Yes which is awful to say out loud but it's true and I have like a little more fun because we're all kind of like wallowing in our sorrows and everyone feels the same when we're happy um I lose memes (laughs) to use because I don't I'm not used to being happy um as a Canucks fan uh so I think I mean we're obviously on the road for something that is different from what we've had for the past few years and for the past decade. Um, So I think, honestly, I think we're ready for more happiness, which I hope like is something that will be in the books in hopefully like at least the next few years. I hate when people talk about how like, um, I hope that we're at least in the playoffs by 2030 and like, like using years specifically stresses me out because I don't know what I'm eating tomorrow for dinner.
0: (laughs) I definitely (laughs) understand. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So stuff like that, like, like looking into the future, I'm like, it's all, it's always like hopeful. It's always like, yeah, I prefer if we keep winning, but, um, kind of just like what we talked about already, um, just now, uh, we're not really there yet no idea what's going to happen in the next few years, but it probably is going to change a lot about the direction that they want, uh, and yeah, so I, mm, I personally would love to go to a playoff game, so I would, I want <laughs> them to get to the playoffs, even, even if they're not ready, like, I know a lot of people will probably be like, why would you want them to go to the playoffs just to be a first round exit, Cough the Leafs me like i get that but think about the memes <laughs> like, like that like it'll be bad sure it'll be bad like and i oh, believe joe only has like like he's only he only has a one-year contract right I yeah think.
0: for he, he signed a two-year so this year and next year and then they'll see okay. where they go after that yeah
1: okay well okay if it's two year, then so he can fail like once <laughs> yeah. that's what i'm trying to figure out so like he can fail out he, he can fail once and um i feel like that could help some character development on the team um <laughs> so yeah i i don't know i'm personally someone that's like if they make it to the playoffs good and i'd prefer that because i just want more hockey to watch but if they don't then i mean that's good as well because they can like work on themselves and have that space and time to figure shit out because god knows they have a lot of shit to figure out still
0: in your mind do you think of the canucks as a young or old team
1: god uh huh. Uh I'd say young. Just okay. keeping in mind how old the capitals are. Yes. <laughs> but like to not compare, I, I would say young. But Okay. I don't actually know do you have the numbers for that like the average i didn't
0: i didn't google what the average age was i was too lazy to do that but i've been they're mostly mid-20s mostly mid-20s yeah so not a terribly old team but not the rangers not like arizona well arizona's weird because they have corpses and children
1: (laughs) which is okay which used to be us and then we traded
0: (laughs) and you guys (laughs) traded your corpses to the coyotes
1: exactly exactly so (laughs) we're we're a little younger
0: before what are you excited about for the rest of the hockey season not just the canucks big picture eyes what are you excited for rest of the way here
1: yeah i mean well now that we're kind of getting not fully out of the pandemic but like slightly getting out obviously like we can or more people can start watching playoff games so i'm just like excited about how that'll work out um Mm -hmm. i mean we i mentioned earlier and we didn't talk about it much but the divisions are weird yeah (laughs) like every single one how how is the metropolitan
0: the four playoff teams are basically locked in already they've been locked in since like december because the islanders died the devils haven't had a goalie all year columbus is a bunch of children yes that's really it it's going to be what the rangers washington pittsburgh and carolina they're pretty much entirely locked in already it's just a matter of the order
1: right and that's interesting because the Pacific is freaking all the exact um, same like, okay, I tweet this all the time, but every single or maybe I said it about no, I definitely said this about the Canadian teams, but I just like every team in the Pacific. Okay, I'm just basically talking about the Canucks and Edmonton. Um, <laughs> We all are in turmoil at yes. every single point ever. And I don't know why, but. Yeah, pretty much every Canadian team is just always in turmoil. Um, Oh,
0: I can answer this question for you as to why. Because the hockey media is centered in Canada, so they know that if they are constantly doing a, the sky is falling, they will get engagement, they will be able to do ridiculous things. I mean, it's why the Leafs are the center of the hockey universe, because they have the largest fan base, and for the people who dislike the Leafs, that's also a large contingent. That's why everything in hockey comes back to the Leafs always, because they will always get engagement.
1: Yeah, and it, I mean, I, yeah, I, that makes sense because there's literally an issue with a specific team every other month. And yeah, um, yeah with, with the Pacific Division, it's literally like not, I don't know, it's like as if all of us are just like very mediocre and that's why everyone's like in the same spot because
0: calgary started out kind of slow they had a lot of guys they had everybody on the roster get covid and they were out of they have to make up games they're 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 in front they will probably end up winning the division the kings and ducks have been a surprise this year i mean adding DeNoe was a really nice move for them getting arvidson from nashville has really helped solidify that second line they're finally letting byfield play which is exciting but that that's a team that's probably a little bit ahead of schedule Vegas has been playing extremely injured all year. They're going to do the Lightning cap circumvention in a couple months, <laughs> and that's all everybody will talk about the entire playoffs until they're eliminated. Edmonton got everybody fired. They don't have a goalie, and then you have the Canucks, and yeah, everybody's con- Everybody's got their own shit going on. Constant. Not
1: mentioning Seattle, you're so evil for that.
0: <laughs> well, they're down at the bottom. I was talking I know, about the teams I, know. Towards, I was talking about the teams with playoff <laughs> aspirations. I know. <laughs> Yeah, the I don't know what Ron Francis's vision was, but it ain't working.
1: None of us know. None of us know. But yeah, um, yeah, it's it's very strange. I don't know what the Pacific Division's gonna look like. like I'm sure people do, but I personally can't. I still personally can't imagine what it'll look like at the end of the season. Um, uh, yeah. So mm, we'll see. But I have no idea. Do you
0: miss the chaos of the Canadian Division from last year?
1: I do. Uh, that's why. I, that's mainly like, I mean, okay. Uh, I feel like the news <laughs> moved on from this already, but I'm pretty sure Winnipeg was the last Canadian team in turmoil, but I don't really remember.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. Paul Murray's quit in December. He just said, I'm not doing this anymore. Right. I, yeah, yeah. So
1: I, I don't know. There's, there's just always something going on with a Canadian team. And I find that very funny and I don't really want to see it again, but I think it would be funny if we did and it'd be really stupid. But, um, yeah.
0: It was amazing last year. I mean, the Sens got like two coaches fired in season last year. The Sens were amazing. (laughs) They got, um, they got Claude Julien fired from Montreal and they got, um, why can't I think of Buddy's name? Oh, um, the guy who, before uh Daryl Sutter on Calgary Th- that that's how they got sensed they the oh, the sensed fu- got Calgary's coach fired at like two in the morning uh, after losing the ca- the Canadian division was amazing it was such like mediocre hockey too because nobody was, not- was playing defense it was just pure <laughs> chaos it was fun that was the thing about it it was fun to watch on a nightly basis
1: mm-hmm. yeah it was it, it it's something that will like literally only happen to us in like once in a lifetime and that's why it was so funny to watch but um yeah oh my god i don't know how that would they even be able to like make a tournament that'd be so funny if they would
0: uh that would be fun there the nba is tinkering around with that idea of a mid-season tournament around the all-star break where they have teams play each other for a cash prize or whatever it's it would be fun to do it in hockey if you did it like regionally, like you did it like a my, a junior hockey tournament where you did like an all-Canadian tournament, a Northeast, Southeast, Southwest, and then the winners played each other in season. That could be something the NHL could tinker around with down the road once they but kind they of won't. iron out.
1: They won't because it's fun. <laughs>
0: Well, they won't because they don't have the money. And yeah, that too. <laughs> they, that, that was going to be the thing I was going to say was, like, the NBA has, a f- like, four or five deadweight teams that just don't make any money because no one goes to their games. The NHL has the same problem, but the NHL's problem is also exacerbated because seven teams play in Canada, and the economies in Canada and the States are a little bit different, and the market changing messes up the NHL more because of the valuation of the dollar versus the Canadian dollar. I, I there's a reason a lot of guys aren't signing in Canada and it, it sucks. It does suck. It's an unfair advantage, uh, disadvantage to the Canadian teams.
1: Yeah. But I mean, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, they, Gary, Gary surprised us, I guess. I, I regret saying that. Cause I don't, I don't think he will. No, he won't.
0: Every single June. I hope him walking onto the ice when he's presenting the cup final. He trips every <laughs> single June. I hope he trips.
1: And Cause how, long I know he's, he's, not, how long has he been doing this now
0: <laughs> since the early 90s 91 92 something like that he was the number two Actually. he was the he was the assistant commissioner in the nba and the nhl fired their commissioner and they hired him
1: oh yeah, yeah i don't he, really know the history of that okay
0: yeah no that these are the things that i find on wikipedia too in the morning because I am <laughs> i can't sleep
1: you're the wikipedia reader, reader i see those i am all
0: that. <laughs> the, 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 i am a wikipedia reader i like to know the general cons- the general synopsis of certain things just for whatever reason
1: God. okay
0: last two things before i get you out of here number one what is your ideal stanley cup final what would you like the cup final to be if you could pick whatever for whatever reason whether it be the funniest the best hockey what would you like to see oh
1: god i definitely uh i'm probably getting influenced by a lot of people online but i know the panthers are really cool and Mm -hmm. like actually good (laughs) and i have a few of their players on my fantasy league so i'm kind of like yeah i i would love to see them um we'll see how they do but um i think them i definitely you know who i don't want to see i don't want to see the lightning and i'm i don't i don't I don't hate the lightning so if there are any lightning fans listening and they're like "Clearly, i hate the lightning no i don't hate them i just don't think they should win again because they already won <laughs> and no, i want no. a new winner and i know they're trying to go for a three i don't want that <laughs> so my answer is not the lightning <laughs> um i think oh, What's another you know what i think honestly seeing the leafs in the stanley cup finals would be Freaking hilarious! The- You're evil. You're the- evil. What?
0: You just want to set them up for disaster.
1: No. They finally w-
0: they win a playoff series for the first time since George W. Bush was president. They what? go all the way to the Cup final just to lose. You're evil. Uh,
1: that- uh, hear me out. Hear me out. Uh, Canadian team hasn't won in a while, correct? Yes,
0: since '94. Yeah, when oh, well. oh '93, '93 is when the yeah, Canadians it's won. Been a yeah.
1: while. Um. The Leafs are very good right yeah. now, aren't they? Um, I don't see I honestly like I mean mm, I was gonna say I don't I don't really know any other I don't really watch any other Canadian teams as closely as like the Flames. Um but recently I have been actually watching the Leafs games because of Steve Dangle because he's such a funny dude. He's so funny and I love when he's crying on on live TV. <laughs> I love watching that shit. So See, like I, like I know that I'm kind of evil for saying that, and I might have jinxed them. So if we come back to this episode later on, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I want I want the Leafs versus the Panthers. <laughs> what do you, What's your answer, Nick? What's yours? I would
0: want like the best series possible. I would want like Colorado or Vegas against Florida or Carolina, something oh. of those four teams. That's, like yeah. yeah i that's want to realistic.
1: see nick that's realistic though
0: <laughs> no it's not some team is gonna mess up the playoffs this year like okay, montreal that's... did last year and yeah. the canucks did the year before that there's always one team that messes up the party there's always one
1: and it's gonna be the Leafs.
0: <laughs> that would be very funny if the Leafs just went oh, to the cup final
1: that would know. be fun i don't know we'll see we'll see all yeah. right last thing plug
0: the content i know you're doing exciting things now
1: Oh yeah. Um, okay. Well, okay. My main hockey account I'm me, um, is at Quinn's edge work on Twitter. Um, I'm also doing some lacrosse things, which is like really weird. And so out of my comfort zone, but, uh, it's a lot, it's a mix of like every other sport. That's why it's so confusing to me, but yeah. I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's at NLL warriors. Um, it's the pro lacrosse team. So, yeah i'm just having a good old time um learning these two insane sports where men just like run straight into each other like over and over again uh it's fun it's great
0: lacrosse was fun i i covered lacrosse a little bit when i was in college it's interesting like you said it's a little bit of everything where it's got like the spacing of basketball the pace of hockey it's definitely interesting to watch and the from what i've gathered from the little bit of nll content i've consumed because i have a few friends who do content for them the players get into it. They actually enjoy doing the content, which definitely is a little bit better than what we see in the NHL.
1: Yeah, um, I can't say much, but there's um, definitely like lesser restraints for yeah. them and they actually like genuinely obviously want to grow the game, but also like have fun. Um, so yeah. yeah, I'm doing a lot of like really fun content with them and um, lots of characters. So yeah, <laughs> lots of fun
0: okay so that actually gave me a question what that answer what nhl player would you like to know more about who would you like a really good in-depth piece of content about
1: bro you already know quinn hughes (laughs) in what respect
0: what do you want to know more about quinn what do you want to understand about him
1: yeah because okay so we've already discussed this multiple times on this show um quinn hughes is the meme mascot of hockey twitter um, to me, at least personally, um, he's just really fun to like take screen caps of and apply some out of context, but very relatable uh, description. Uh, and that's like, you can't do that with everyone, you know, like <laughs> he has the face for it, apparently. Um, but in that sense, we don't actually know much about him aside from him being a part of like such an amazing hockey family. Um, obviously being close to a lot of, like, um, or, yeah, a lot of, like, friends that, because of he, he went to Michigan, like, we know kind of surface level him, but not really, like, what he actually is like, and I find that really funny, so I, I don't know, I just want to know if he's, like, as awkward as he looks, <laughs> if that makes sense.
0: no definitely definitely i this is one of the things i always get frustrated about because i actually know a decent amount about guys in the nfl in the nba even in baseball because they put themselves out there but everything about hockey conditioning is you're part of the team it's the team it's not you and just their personalities get eroded away where they only show it in private and it sucks as a fan i would like to know these guys better i already cry over them at least i'd like to understand why i'm crying over them
1: exactly and like that'll obviously um also really help with fans caring more about the team in general so like it's although it sounds like they're being selfish like posting about themselves which obviously like all the old people get really mad at like pd doing his photo shoots like that's growing both his brand and the team like in general which and i forgot to mention this but pd needs to keep posting because i don't know if you saw that article by daniel wagner but um, he plays better when <laughs> he posts on social media, so he needs to start posting again, get off that cleanse, and just be selfish for once and have, have some fun online because that's, yeah, it's, it, it helped him and I think it'll help the team as well.
0: I think tiktok is gonna save the nhl and i'm not kidding because the children like the jack hughes and the trevor zekers of the world who are just spending hours a day melting their brain on tiktok they understand hockey's supposed to be fun i think the children are gonna save hockey
1: back to my weird leafs agenda but they're literally like
0: sponsored, sponsored by, by TikTok, TikTok, hockey.
1: and mitch martyrs like running the leafs account or something so like yeah, it, it's definitely helping. And um, I'm hoping that with their partner, I'm pretty sure I saw a post about how they're like partnering with TikTok and like making more curated content. Um, I'm hoping they'll figure out how to stray away from those, um, <laughs> those types of TikTokers yeah. that kind of just do um, not much. I don't even remember what his name is. I'm, that's what I'm trying to like, blank out. I
0: do, unfortunately, but <laughs> i remember josh richard's name unfortunately yeah
1: yeah like like i mean he like i'm sure he can somehow grow the game in a way but uh i think they could do way better
0: yeah i mean the content idea i've had forever and you could do this for any sport i want a tattoo guide i want every single player in the league i want to know what your tattoos are i want to know what they mean what they mean to you who the artist is that did them i want i want to understand these guys
1: you're, like, making me think about this because I realized, like, they didn't do that. They at least maybe did one video, but I don't think they did it, like, obviously on every player. So that's... Yeah. Yeah, I want to know, too. <laughs> that's so yeah. random, but Like, yeah, I want to know. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, we could ask JT Miller why he has a deer tattoo. That, that, the, <laughs> the, the eternal question.
1: No, oh, my God, wait. I need to search this. Adam Gaudet has a tattoo. Do you know it? No. He has a tattoo, and I got very confused about it, and somebody corrected me, um, please let me find it. I can't find it. I can't find it right I, now, but...
0: I'm not up on my broadcast lore, unfortunately. I don't know <laughs> everything about Adam Guttend. I know a decent amount about him, but not everything.
1: He has a tattoo somewhere, uh, he has a tattoo somewhere, and it looks weird, and I want him to talk about it because I'm not trying to make fun of him, but it's it confuses me. <laughs> But yeah, no, I I, I'm, I'm on for your, um, I'm, I'm on for that content. I really need that.
0: Yeah. And we never see them because they're always wearing the jerseys all the way down yeah. and tucked down. Yeah. Like, you only see them if they're like neck or if they roll their sleeves up. It's disappointing. Yeah. Give us food, yeah. NHL. We're hungry. <laughs> we need content. We're starving out here.
1: Exactly. And especially with everything opening up again and like, yeah, probably them like rehiring some content teams and stuff. They, I'm hoping for more like by the summer because That would be nice. So. I'm pretty sure they have more time and like space for that. So, I'm yeah. excited for that.
0: Thank you for coming on. This is fun.
1: Thanks, Nick. I'm I'm very excited for what this connects team and this league will look like in the next 6 months. That I'll talk to you later, but um yeah, we'll see <laughs> we'll see what goes on.
0: I want to thank Clarissa for stopping by today's show. If you haven't gotten a chance, I really do encourage you to go back, go listen to the episode we did yesterday with Ava about the Winnipeg Jets. Day before that, we had Hunter Hodes on to talk about the Pittsburgh Penguins. A lot of hockey content, trying to iron out who the guests are going to be next week, making our way through. We are on schedule. We should hit the 32nd team on the day of the NHL trade deadline. I'm going to do my best to get all 32 teams. I will see you guys on Monday. Have a good weekend.